It's time to fasten your seatbelts for this journey called Maximum Speed. Welcome to this week's edition of Maximum Speed. We got a whole lot of news from coming out of Daytona. Got the Daytona 500 results, recaps, all that. And oh, by the way, we also got some monster trucks and some dirt bikes to talk about. On this week's edition, Maximum Speed. Daytona Speed Week. Keyword, not plural, because for the first time in a long time, all of what usually was lasting two weeks at Daytona scrunched down into one. So there weren't really that many practice or qualifying sessions for NASCAR at Daytona International Speedway. All events happening at Daytona International Speedway. Here's some things to know. We had the Bush Clash that Tuesday. It was the 35-lap race on the road course. On the final lap, defending champion Chase Elliott contact with Ryan Blaney. Pitting Blaney in the wall and stopping Chase's momentum in the final chicane of the Daytona road course. Kyle Busch was in third place. He swooped in for victory with all of his momentum and would get the victory. Now, for the Daytona 500, eight cars were considered open cars. That means they didn't have a charter or a guaranteed spot in all of their races. Those were the number 33, Penske. Austin Cindric, JTG Doherty Racing, I probably messed that up, but Ryan Priest in the number 37, Ty Dillon in the number 96, Noah Gregson, number 62, Jimmy Hill, fan favorite, uh, at least I think in iRacing, number 66, Garrett Smithley, number 13, Cass Grawla, Colleg Racing, number 16, and David Reagan returns once again, and it's in the number 36 front row motorsports car. To get in, if you were an open car, you had to be one of the top two open cars in qualifying. And those two would be Ryan Priest and David Reagan. You might be asking, who was on the pole? Who was in the front row? Second place, William Byron in the number 24 car. But first place, I swear he was about like a mile quicker. It was Alex Bowman and Jimmy Johnson's number 48 ally car. Jimmy Johnson going to IndyCar, Alex Bowman. However, taking the reins of the number 48 and just showing that he is not to be messed with. So that was Tuesday, then Wednesday for qualifying. We had Thursday. It was the Daytona Duels. There were two dual races, and uh, those were basically to actually seed where you were qualifying. You were competing to get an automatic spot on the pole. But for the Daytona dual races, that would determine the actual results. Duel number one, won by Eric Almarola. Stuart House Racing, number 10 car. Austin Centric would secure the Daytona 500 berth. Boy, oh boy, did this race have some controversy. Ty Dillon would finish higher than Austin Centric in this race. However, NASCAR rules said that Austin Centric would get the victory it will, would get to be in the Daytona 500, and Ty Dillon would have to go home. Now, why would that happen, you might be asking. Honestly, I didn't know. Uh, but this comes from David Land on YouTube. He kind of explained this to me very well. NASCAR rules state that the dual race does not treat Ryan Priest as though he is locked in on speed. He's still considered one of those a open cars that we previously mentioned. 
trying to race their way into the 500. He essentially won the open car race, were David's exact words, by finishing. Now, now this is Ryan Priest. He finished higher than Ty Dillon and Austin Centric and any of the other open cars in duel number one, meaning he would win the open car race. And that nullified his locked-in position that he already earned through the speed. In this scenario, that position doesn't go to the car that finished behind Ryan Priest in the dual race. It goes to the next fastest qualified car. Your third fastest qualified car, Austin Sendrick. So that is how Sendrick got in the 500 and Ty Dillon was sent home. And the Daytona dual race, number two. Well, they had some rain, so it finished a little bit later than they expected, but it was won by Austin Dillon, and Cascarola was the open car. So now it's time for some exciting things. It's time for some actual racing. We're not going to talk about the ARCA race, though. Sorry if you're an ARCA fan. The 101 lap Next Era Energy 250 race was won by the number 99 truck and Ben Rhodes, with Ben leading seven laps of 101 Chandler Smith led the most laps with 22 of 101 laps led and for the second year in a row Jordan Anderson finished in second place Jordan is the owner and driver of the number three truck and uh, the interesting thing is I heard in his interview he said look uh, I was going to focus on my Xfinity ride I almost was done with the truck program but uh he was convinced to still run his truck and for the second year in a row he got second place so I would expect him, if you were a betting man, you're going to want to put some money on him next year to be in the top five if he's in that race. Stage points still matter. For those who do not know, let me explain stages. The race is divided into three stages, stage one, stage two. Stage three is the final stage, and you, if you win the race, you've won stage three, essentially. So stage one was won by the number 24 truck and Raphael, Raphael Lassard. Stage two won by the number four of John Hunter Nemechek. You may recognize that name as he was on the Cup Series last year, but he went back to the Truck Series, wanting to be a little bit more successful. 10 cautions, 31 lead changes in this race. So, very competitive race there. The Xfinity race, mostly 122-lap beef. It's what's for dinner, 300. Boy, oh boy, great name. I enjoyed that race very much. Did not have beef, though. It was won by defending Xfinity champ number 22 of Austin Centric. With Austin leading 28 laps, tied for the most laps led with Harrison Burton, the Toyota driver. Coming into the race, Team Penske had never won an Xfinity race at Daytona. Stage one, the winner was Brandon Jones. Stage two went to the very, very talented Brett Moffat in the number 02 car. By the way, he finished in second place. In its first full-time season in the Xfinity Series. Well, Stage 1 winner Brandon Jones and number 17 of Cody Ware. They had contact in Stage number 2 of the race, ending both of their nights. And that caused a red flag. Then the big one at Daytona occurred with 15 laps to go, ending the night for many contenders, including Riley Herbst in the new number 98 uh, Ford, number 7 Justin Allgaier. I swear he's always the bride, may never the bride in uh, the Xfinity final point standings, always losing the very end. And the number 11 of Justin Haley and some more were all involved in that big final crash. 
Nine cautions, 16 lead changes in this Xfinity race. I enjoyed it, though. Went to overtime. So did the truck race, but one that didn't go to overtime in the NASCAR rule sense, but went into overtime because of rain was this year's Daytona 500. The 200 lap Daytona 500 was won by the number 34 car of Michael McDowell, his first career win, 358 starts. Derek Cope hit the wall at lap number four. His night ended early, which was unsurprising because it was he didn't even get to qualify. It still had a spot because of the charter system. Many people were not happy about Rick Ware Racing having a charter, uh, but not my fight to fight. Huge crash at lap number 14 that helped cause the 540-minute uh, the lap wait time as it had a red flag. It involved 16 total cars, and 10 cars were sent to the garage after Christopher Bell uh, hit Eric Almarola. Uh, Kyle Busch helped push him, by the way. Just wanted to let you know. I'm not a, I'm not a Bush hater, though. I'm just telling you the facts. Chaos ensued. Ryan Newman's night was over. Eric Jones's night was over. David Reagan. Daniel Suarez. Two drivers who were having some good nights. Eric Almarola, Alex Bowman, Matt Benedetto, Ryan Blaney, and more. All their nights were over. Then after that race, we got a red flag, and then we had a lightning delay. Five hours, 40 minutes later, the race returned at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and for about six hours, I was waiting for the stage on the 500. Boy, oh boy, am I still tired. Then a huge crash at the end of the race. Joey Gallo in first place. Brad Keselowski second place. Basically, Michael McDowell helped cause Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano to spin, though Brad, Joey Logano kind of slowed down a little bit. And uh, it was just chaos, fire everywhere. Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, Austin Cindric, and more all involved in the crash. Michael McDowell was in third place. He emerged victorious over Chase Elliott and Austin Dillon, who were in second and third, when the yellow flag came out. In total, this three-and-a-half-hour race at a five-hour and 40-minute long delay. The delay was longer than the race. Seven cautions, 22 lead changes. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Here are the results. From Houston, Texas. You've heard me say that a lot. Rounds 5 through 7 were set to take place in Houston. Round 7 would be un unable to happen that Sunday. Uh, it was canceled 30 minutes prior and then postponed to the next Saturday and then ultimately canceled on Wednesday due to uh, the weather crisis that's happening in Texas. Your lineup. Avenger Jim Kohler, Bucking on Dragon and Ryan Anderson, Black Pearl, Cole Bernard. He's the amputee driver. Gravedigger, Kristen Anderson. Second generation. Grayflis Mohawk Warrior, Bryce Kenny, Max D, Tom Mentz, Megalodon Adam Anderson, Monster Energy, Todd LeDuke, Overboard, Jamie Garner, Rage, and with Corey Rummel, Scooby-Doo, Lindsey Reed, Zombie, Bari, Sour. Three competitions, same as usual, racing, skills, and freestyle. And for those who are new, explain it once again. 
Monster Jam has three competitions, racing, skills, freestyle. You get points by however you finish in each competition. 12 goes to the winner, all the way down to whoever gets in last place gets one. If you have the most points at the end of the night, you get a victory. So here is your Saturday afternoon results. It's a, it was the first time in American soil they've had two stadium shows happening on the same day in the same city at the same arena and everything. Racing, Corey Rumble and Rage for the first time, and I think his stadium career got a racing victory against Todd LaDuke and Monster Energy, two-time world champion, including a racing championship back in 2015. Skills Challenge went to Bakugan Dragonoid, Ryan Anderson. I swear he wins every single week. He's been dominant in Spin Masters, Bakugan Dragonoid. Well, but Todd LaDuke... Would win freestyle with a 9.376. He won in revenge after losing in racing. He would get that revenge winning freestyle. But would it be enough to get the overall event championship? The answer to that is no. For the second event in a row, Bakugan Dragonoid and Ryan Anderson would win the overall event title. Saturday night, we had a racing final of Great Clips Mohawk Warrior and Bryce Kenny. Taking on Megalodon and Adam Anderson. Bryce will get the victory in racing. Your skills challenge with 8.678 went to Bakugan Dragonoid and Ryan Anderson. So, back-to-back skills challenge wins for Ryan Anderson. Houston's, at least in this weekend. And then the freestyle champion was Baru Musauer and Zombie. Which, if, if I'm remembering correctly, that might actually be... Baru's first stadium freestyle victory. He, I'd say, has been a rising star over the last few years. He kind of went under the radar in the uh, arena triple threat shows, but uh, boy, oh boy, when he steps in stadiums, he can do some great, great action. He proved that in World Finals last in 2019 and the All-Star Challenge back in 2019. He's established it this year in 2020. 9.393. Your score there. So, at the end of the night, who had the most points? It would be Bakugan Dragonoid and Ryan Anderson for the third event in a row. Those are your Monster Jam results. We begin this episode with round seven of Supercross. It was in Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. It was once again the 250 East Class Riders. Here are your results for the 250 class. Heat 1 was unsurprisingly won by the current man with the number 1 in the points and with the red rider plate. The number 64, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha and Colt Nichols. Second place went to Team Honda HRCs. Number 18, Jet Lawrence. He was the winner in Heat number 2, rather, not second place. The main event, third place was Star Racing Yamaha's Number 29, Christian Craig, second place. Number one in the standings, Colt Nichols. But in first place, Jet Lawrence with the victory. So here are your current standings. Colt Nichols has 166 points. Christian Craig, 158. Down eight points through round number seven. For the 450 class, your defending champion, Eli Tomac, in his number one Monster Energy Kawasaki bike, one heat number one. And the team Honda HRC driver, the man who's been dominant, at least in Indianapolis, he was winning 
all three events. Team Holiday HRC's number 94, Ken Roxon. Then your main event. Third place, Roxcar Husqvarna's number 16, Zach Osborne. In third. Second place in the main event, Ken Roxon, the number one man in the standings. And then in first place, KTM Red Bull's own, number two, Cooper Webb. And that helped Cooper get in second place. Here are the standings. Ken Roxon, 161 points in first. Cooper Webb, 148 points in second. He's down 13. Eli Tomac is in third with 132 points. He's down 29 points. There is your Supercross update. It's time for a feel-good story of the week. Ryan Vargas is an Xfinity driver in the number six JD Motorsports Chevy. This will be his first full-time season. You may recognize his name. He is a someone I've seen a lot on Twitter. He is more famous, I think, for TikTok, however. He had the TikTok car back in the fall. This week, Ryan announced on social media that his team needed a sponsor for this week's Daytona Road Course race. And Saints player Alvin Kamara, who's a big NASCAR fan, helped Ryan out. He announced this week that it's Louisiana-based Juice Bar. Big Squeezy. Great name, by the way. They will sponsor Ryan this week. Great news for Ryan. I know he's a kid who's worked very hard to get to have his dream. And he is one of those drivers who has helped to use social media as a good thing. And uh, he's Ryan Vargas is a very likable kid. He really is. Uh, respect to him. And uh, JD Motorsports is in no way, I'm not saying they're a Team Penske or Colic Racing or any of those big teams. They're one of the smaller teams on the Xfinity Series, a la Front Row Motorsports for the just like uh, the NASCAR Cup Series, though maybe a little better. But same sort of thing. Not exactly winning a lot of races was Ryan Fargas, but uh, good kid. I like him. So uh, congratulations to Ryan getting sponsored by Alvin Kamara. And it was on Twitter that actually helped him. I saw hint people were like, hey, Alvin, you kind of hinted you want to help like run a team one day. Be like Michael Jordan. Here's a great opportunity. And uh, I think that actually helped Alvin find out about this. And that was just some good news throughout this week. So once again, congratulations, Ryan Vargas. Here are this week's upcoming races. Supercross round eight will be at Camping World Stadium in beautiful Orlando, Florida at 7 p.m. on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. The NASCAR, all three of their series will race on the Daytona road course. The truck series is on Friday the 19th at 7.30 on FS1 and MRN. Xfinity series, 5 p.m. on Saturday the 20th. Same bat time, same bat channel in this case, FS1 and MRN. Cup series races, 3 p.m. on Sunday the 21st on Normal Fox and the Motor Racing Network. Now... We have some, I'd say, some unfortunate news. IMS PA announcer, former radio network announcer. Uh, I believe he was even the voice of the 500 for a few years. He was, in my opinion, though, I feel more famous for his days at ESPN 
on ABC. His name, Bob Jenkins. He has announced that he has brain cancer. He found it out, I believe, around Christmas weekend. He does say that he has beaten colon cancer before. And uh, he believes that through God and race fans, he will continue to get to live. So uh, if you are the praying type, give a little extra prayer to Bob Jenkins. If anyone in motorsports that is an announcer, I guarantee you, they probably, if they're one of their, an elite announcer at least, they see Bob Jenkins as a great man. So Bob, get get well soon. But with this, we're not going to end on a sad note. No, we're going to tell you some important information. Show email, MaximumVolumePodcast at gmail.com. Personal Twitter, MaxGSports. Leave a voice message via Anchor to be on the show. Follow us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, Fullhorn FM, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. And if you find us somewhere else, hey, tell us on Twitter so I can actually advertise them a little bit better. That I'm Max saying so long from for this week's edition. Maximum speed.